Thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, I want to thank you for joining our online service of Cornerstone of Grace. And if you're looking for a church home, growth and ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us and be blessed with us. We're in the book of Genesis Touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from the general to the particulars, the universe, earth, man, and spirit. We're touching the creation and the principal person who is the cosmological, uh, he's the cause of all things, and the teleological, the mind, the designing mind, behind everything. My prayer is that you have had uh, a blessed day and maybe you had a, a great day. Maybe you were in the, on the, the, the top of the mountain or maybe you woke up and found yourself in the valley, in the valley of decision or in the, the valley of what David said he, as he walked through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, there are times that we have bad hair days, and I, I like to refer to them as bad hair days at times, you know, where things may not seem like they're going, you know, you're doing everything right, but it just seemed like there's a little struggle that, that's occurring. I don't want you to be discouraged. Uh, it's going to make you strong. Whatever you deal with is going to work to your good. Uh, yes, God said that. He sent that in his word. The Bible said uh, all things work together for the good to them that love him. And so you love the Lord. So even though it might not seem like it, I, I know that I've been went through some things and I was like, well, where's God at? You know, where where is where's the love? I don't feel the love right now. You, you know, let's put it that way. And then later on, I found out that it did work to my benefit. It, it took me someplace that I didn't know I would I would arrive at. And so God is able to help us even during the roughest times, even when it don't seem like it. It, it appears that that the odds are against you, you know, and, and and for those that say, well, I've never been through nothing. You know, you, you talk about going through things or. You know, well, some of us have gone through some things. And for those of you that have not gone through anything at all, 
uh, there the Bible said, woe, woe, yes, woe to them that are at ease in Zion. So you, you have something that you need to watch out for. So fortify yourself while you can. Fortify yourself as you should. Gather in as much as you can because you're going to need it. Especially if you live in right. If you live in right, you're going to need it. The Bible said that, that those that live godly shall suffer persecution. Persecution comes from a lot of different places. Persecution comes from the person right next to you. Uh, Jesus, the Bible said that that they asked, well, I, I said Jesus, but uh, this is an Old Testament scripture, uh, Bible students, uh, that says uh, he was asked uh, what happened. And he said, I was wounded in the house of my friends. And so with that being said, we're going to go on into the word of God. We're, like I said, we're in the book of Genesis. And um, God bless you again. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord God, and for giving us the activity of our limbs, a reasonable portion of health, Lord God, a mind that we can call upon you, seek you while you can be found. Lord God, a, a mind to do what is right. We want to be righteous. We want to be holy. We want to be found in your will, inside, not outside, Lord, inside. We want to be found, Lord God, in a position that, that we hear your voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord God, we, we want to be in a position that, Lord God, that, that, uh, that others can see and hear what you're saying through the lives in which we live. Lord God, touch those that are sick in their body, that cannot be in service, cannot, uh, Lord God, that are listening online and Lord, those that are in situations where it does not permit them to leave from where they are, Lord God, remember those, Lord, that are faithful, those that are obedient. Lord, we thank you right now for your kindness. Thank you, Lord God, for those that are supporting the ministry. Lord God, those that have given, Lord God, ask that you bless them, let them not feel the loss. Lord Jesus, thank you for the sacrifices that have been made. Lord Jesus, and the equipment that has been received for the work of the ministry. Lord God, thank you. Lord, I ask that you bless each one that supports the ministry through the buying of the, the books that have been placed upon Amazon for the encouragement and the strengthening of the souls. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. And I ask that you would continue to bless your people, Lord God. Or those that are being financially challenged, Lord Jesus, we know that that wealth is in your hand. And I ask that you would bless them, Lord God. Lord Jesus, let them find, just walking down the street, Lord God, let them find what they need. Lord Jesus, let the phone ring, let it, whether it's text message, Lord God, or or uh, email or, or uh, someone's voice on the other end saying that I'm thinking about you and I want to bless you. Lord Jesus, I ask these blessings. In the name of Jesus, we'll be careful to give your name, the praise and the glory as you deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. The 15th chapter of Genesis. Wow, mighty God. God is so good. 
I'm going to start reading at the at the second verse. I'm going to start reading at the second verse here. It says, and Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Saying, I go childless. And the steward of my house is Elijah of Damascus. And Abram said, behold, to me, thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. I want to read also Exodus 33. In the 17th verse, 18th verse, it said, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. I want to, let's, let's take a topic here. Or the topic that it was posted, as you know, a time to listen, a time to negotiate. Uh, there are some things that are negotiable. Mm -hmm. There are some things that, that we can negotiate. Uh, and there are some things that are not. Uh, his God's nature is not negotiable. His characteristics are not negotiable. His word is non-negotiable. So now that, now that we've stated that, because many believe that, that God's nature is and his characteristics or his word is negotiable, that it can be changed uh, for in, uh, at any moment to fit what they need. You know, everybody is fitting God, not into a certain place and the place that we have him at is sovereign we have him as sovereign god uh, there's no one higher than him you're not going to go above him you know maybe on your job you you report to someone and then there's someone above them that it's not like that with god he's sovereign if you read the first chapter of ezekiel you'll find out just how sovereign he is the word for holy, holy or holiness, it means to be sanctified, uh, consecrated, and dedicated, or to be separated. You know, uh, we like to say separated from the world and worldliness, however, we're in the world. And we don't function as the world does. The standards of God are as he said, be ye holy, for I'm holy. That's Leviticus 19 and 2. And speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel and say unto them, ye shall be holy. For I, the Lord, your God, am holy. There is no other option there. Holy. Now, holiness doesn't mean that you are um, that you're walking around uh, 
uh, what's the word for I want to use, you know, because we see it on we see it on TV that when people display or look like they're holy, you know, they just have a certain posture, uh, you know, their hands are folded. I, I don't you know, I don't know where the folding of the hands came from. I'm sorry. One of you theologians um, might know, you know, um, you know, where people refer to as your highness and. You know, the kissing of the ring and all of this stuff. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? We we don't do that. Living being holy don't mean that you're all um frigid. It doesn't mean that at all. Matter of fact, being being holy and living a sanctified life is a party. Let me put it to you that way. You're you're celebrating. You're celebrating life because you are going to live and you're going to live in his presence now and you're going to live in his presence then. So we're celebrating. A cornerstone by itself is, is a celebrating term. Uh, no building, no bridge is, any, is created without a cornerstone. A cornerstone itself is a low-bearing object that, that handles. And so once that cornerstone is laid, everything is built around that. Everything is built with that and, and it supports it. So it's a celebration. It's a fundamental, but it's a celebration of things that are being built, things that are being done, things that are being ushered in. And so the Lord said, be holy. Speak to the congregation of Israel. <laughs> Say unto them, ye shall be holy. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. Your, your soul salvation is non-negotiable. Uh, just like his holiness is non-negotiable. Now, negotiation or negotiate means to have a discussion. We, we're going to discuss some things. We're going to talk about it. You know, it, it means to find a way through. Maybe you're finding your way over or under or around a difficult situation. And so you have to negotiate uh, the terms. You know, you go and buy something from someone and you negotiate. You're buying it from the, the owner. You negotiate a price. And if you term or feel that the uh, the price that they're asking is doable, and so you go with that. Um, and so we, we negotiate if we feel that it is not. If it's not satisfactory or something that we would like to see different, we negotiate, we discuss, we talk about it. Now, the problem is that many, um, many of uh, the negotiation or the skill or method or, or, or practices that people exercise is flawed. It's flawed. Sometimes we don't spend enough time looking at a good negotiation technique. And so our, our technique is bad. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm just saying sometimes we don't do enough. We don't do enough to learn how or learn about negotiating um, what we want. And you might feel like, well, I deserve more. I deserve a, a more uh, income. And for the most part, a lot of us do. We feel like, you know, I, I, I deserve more. I'm not being paid my wage. Well, that depends on what your job is. Now, 
you might have a you might be employed temporarily in a position that is not paying much and and so you feel like you're you as an individual is worth more well you're not going to get more out of the place that you employ that and so therefore you 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 work on your job skill you prepare yourself so that you have something to offer to someone else at a different place so that you can negotiate the terms of your salary because now you have something you can offer there was a there was a a young lady that um she was going to uh, she she was looking for employment an opportunity came up and uh, someone approached her and said, hey, I'm going to tell you about a job position and, you, and you, you might love me when you first get it, but then you're going to hate me later. And it was an interesting statement that for her to make, but uh, she told the woman about worker comp, so a worker's compensation, that it's an employment opportunity and uh, go to school. Uh, take this online, take this class, sign up for this class and become certified in workers comp. And so the woman did it and she didn't have any experience and, but yet she did make the certification. She got through that, and, you know, and she had to stri strive through it, struggle through it on her own because she tried to get together with some people that, that wanted to um, create a group. She said, Hey, let's create a study group. And, uh, the people wasn't that she asked in the class was kind of standoffish. They didn't want. And so she was a little discouraged when she said to me, she said, you know, they don't want to study with me. And so I teased her about it. I was like, why, 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 why you ain't crying? And they don't want to study with me. You're going to let that discourage you and you're not going to get the reward. And so I teased her about it. Well, that challenged her. And when it came time to um, at the end of the course, she outshined everyone without the study group. She outshined everyone in such a way that she received a reward as well as had words at the, uh, the beautiful ceremony that they gave uh, for those that had completed the course. Well, not only did, did she re receive that, but uh, now it was time for her to uh, get the uh, to be employed. So she's looking for work and uh, she took on a job that was paying very little compared to what others was making. And she took it and she got the job experience in handling workers compensation claims. A year later, she uh, resigned from that and took on another position, uh, same field of work and her salary doubled. Then she started to brag and say, you know, by this time next year, I'm going to be at 60,000. And she saw that her worth had increased because she had something to negotiate with, a skill set. Then it jumped up to 80,000. Uh, and that included uh, a $10,000 uh, company card uh, to use for expenditures. So her worth kept increasing. It kept increasing because she had something to negotiate with. And so it put her in a comfortable position of, at that time. We have to have something to negotiate with, all of us. It doesn't matter who we are. What do you have to negotiate with? 
And do you know how to use it? It's not enough to just have it. You have to know how to use it. It can't be like a hammer uh, or a screwdriver where, you know, you have a you, you have a screwdriver, but you want to use it as a hammer. You want to use a screwdriver as a wrench. No, you, you need to know how to work with it and you need to know what it's for. And you need to know when you uh, when you, you have to add to your toolbox so that you have a hammer that can actually be used to drive or pull nails. Uh, you know, you, you need to have a wrench or a pair of pliers. So you need to have something you can negotiate with. The Bible tells us in Genesis, the fourth chapter, uh, it says, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of the flock of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel into his offering. The Lord looked at Cain's offering. He looked at Abel's offering. And you know, I'm, that's, this is me. This is Pastor Carl. Um, you know, but wow, Abel, thank you. I, I appreciate Cain. But unto Cain, his offering, he had not respect. Cain, what you doing? What's going on here? And, and Cain was very wrought, the Bible said, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, and obviously, the Lord saw the way Cain was was tripping, the way he was looking, how he was acting, you know, jaws full of rocks. And, you know, because he what he was doing was not or what he did was not acceptable. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wrought and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well. Now, listen to this. God is giving him out. He's giving him an out. God is presenting. Listen to this. If thou doest well, they're having a discussion. This is a time for Cain to listen. Shall not thou be accepted if you do what's right? If you do, if you do what you know you're supposed to do, you'll be accepted. And if thou doest not well, then sin lies at your door. You've missed the mark. Here is an opportunity to turn things around, an opportunity to change what, it, what has occurred. When opportunity presents itself, when it, there's time to listen, there's time to negotiate, what do you do? Do you act like Cain? and start having a moment or do you come to yourself sometimes we need to shake our own mind shake ourselves up sometimes the message comes to to stir up our hearts so that we 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 stop you know and look at how we're acting and, and get out of that that mode that we're in the lord didn't have respect unto cain he should have looked and could have looked at his brother and said, man, you know what, what you did, God accept, but instead there was some jealousy and jealousy is as cruel as the grave. That's the Bible says that jealousy will get you into some trouble. Jealousy works in a lot of different ways. Now God gets jealous. Yes, he does. The Lord gets jealous when, when we put other things before him. Yes. Mm -hmm. He also gets jealous when um, when, when he find that you're being, you are being taken advantage of, uh, 
Yes. There is a scripture, and I, I, I have it highlighted, and I have it actually printed out to be framed, uh, that over 30 years ago, nearly 30 years ago, yeah, yeah it's been over 30 years, I was dealing with something, and uh, the situation got very, um, very, very um, strenuous, and the situation was such... And the Lord brought a scripture to me I had never heard of before in my life. And the scripture said, I'm jealous, or I believe the scripture said, I'm jealous for Jerusalem as a husband is jealous for a wife taken captive. I was in such a distraught situation. And I had never heard that before. I have it highlighted. I have it right. I know exactly where it is in my mind. Um, but God gets jealous. He gets jealous for you. He gets jealous for me. And, and so here it is, there, there's an opportunity. Cain's jealousy was not going to work to anyone's good. It, it worked to Abel's, his brother's demise. But had he not been overtaken with the jealousy and the, the, the spirit that overwhelmed him, if he had not allowed it, uh, See, there was a negotiation, there was a discussion that was going on, uh, and he, he leaned to the wrong negotiation. He went down the wrong path. First Samuel 15, 22 says, and Samuel said, have the Lord as great delight in bird offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Here's a question. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of lambs. For the rebellion is as sin, as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as the iniquity of idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. And he has also rejected thee from being king. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned. For I have transgressed and command the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Uh, let's stop and, and look at this. You know, we may not pull everything out of it, but I think we can get enough out of what it's saying. First off, uh, the Lord. The Lord doesn't have a, a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices. Well, if I go to church and I give tithes and I give offerings, you know, I'm all right with the Lord. It doesn't matter if you give tithes and offerings for the next uh, 100 years, if you're not obedient to the voice of the Lord. Because obedience is better than sacrifice. So we need to understand that, that, OK, now, wait a minute, if I'm going to if I'm going to negotiate with the Lord, I need something to work in my favor. Obedience. Obedience will always work in your favor. Obedience today, obedience as long as the Lord gives you breath in your body. Obedience when you want to obey, when you don't want to, when you feel like acting up and you say, no, that's not going to work to my benefit for me to act that way. I, I better not do that. You know, sometimes we have to talk to ourselves and say, self, don't do that. Don't go there. And you ain't got to say that out loud to everybody and around everybody. And sometimes you might do that. Don't go there. 
Obedience is better than sacrifice. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Now, wait a minute. Am I practicing voodoo? Am I practicing witchcraft? Am I practicing Hinduism and Buddhism and all that? Am I practicing some derogatory? Am I doing something that is going to offend the Lord? What am I doing? Am I being stubborn? Am I resisting God? Because we resist. We got a lot. We have power and we resist. Am I resisting what God is saying? Am I am I looking at his word and then pushing back uh, against it and saying, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do that. So we have practice resistance. And the Bible tells us resist the devil and he'll flee. Matter of fact, it says resist the devil while calling upon the name of the Lord and he'll flee. Do we do that? Do we practice doing that? Or do we resist the Lord? Well, the Bible tells us if we if we act with a stubborn heart, it's, it's sin. So now we've we've limited our negotiate our negotiating power by uh, with non obedience, with rebelliousness, with stubbornness. You don't have nothing to negotiate with, not like you could and would have if you walk in the favor of God. Obedience, walking in obedience, is God's favor. Because thou reject the word of the Lord, he has rejected thee. Now Saul was made king and prophesied it to the spirit of prophecy had moved up on him. And listen, church, listen, folks. Saul was anointed. And so he was seen with the prophets prophesying. But yet he sinned. We come to know God in such a way that it should put up caution signs, red flags, different things to get our attention that meant I've entered into a place where God wants me to be at. I be very careful. Saul said, I've sinned for I've transgressed the commandments of the Lord. So he knew what he did because Samuel told him what to do. Wait while I go. And he, so Samuel went to go do something. And when he came back, Saul had took matters into his own hand, and then he tried to uh, make excuses. I feared the people. You the, you did what? You the king. You feared the people. You feared the people over God, and sometimes that's what we do. We allow the influence of others to persuade us to do things outside the will of God when we should not. Take a stand. You know, in the, um, the book that was... The first book that was written, uh, Lion and Bob Wired, is a, a, one of the chapters talk about uh, being a lion and not a mouse. When we yield to everyone around us, we're, we're acting out of fear, if it's truly fear. Um, and we're acting like a little mouse instead of being the lion or the lioness that God has called us to be. And so we obey their voice, what they're saying and how they're saying, you know, after a while we start leaning their way and start talking about, well, you know, we do live in, in 2023 and, uh, you know, and, and things have changed and things have become modernized and, you know, we don't have to obey uh, that old book. And 
you know, this is the new norm now. And and so we're going to follow the new norm of everyone. God is not following the new norm of, of people. He's abiding in his word. If you abide in me and I abide in you, he said, you can ask what you will. There's a difference in receiving a blessing from the Lord. You don't have to be saved to be blessed. No, there are people that have um, things that you might even desire and they don't acknowledge God, but they're just, uh, there is a universal law in place that says the diligent shall bear rule. So be diligent, but we can be diligent and obtain. Some of us are lazy. Oops, did I say that? Yes, some are lazy and they just don't want to be diligent. There's tons of excuses and you don't have to spend money to go to school and uh, to learn something when you could turn the TV off, sit down in front of your computer, look at the tutorials that are online for free, you know, look at the criteria the studies and stuff and find out what it takes to learn a subject that's going to give you negotiation power. But we get comfortable and we start pushing it aside. And then we find ourselves not accomplishing a goal and months have gone by and we have not made any gain, any traction on what we could be doing. So maybe it's not really in our heart to do it, but maybe we thought it was because when it's really in your heart, or sometimes uh, trials and tribulation will put some put some spark behind you and you'll find yourself running to, to get something done that you were uh, told to do, knew what you should have done for your the sake of your family or the sake of your own personal well-being so that you can have some negotiation power. I, I had a review um, recently, employment review, performance review, and I was able to put on there my recent certification and you know it makes a difference it, that gives me a little negotiation power um, for especially since i'm adding to that but it's discipline and and spiritually and naturally we have to discipline ourselves in order to negotiate saul did not have to uh, uh listen to the, the voice of the people he didn't have to fear them he had god on his side had he linked on God, he would have saw something miraculous instead of this kingdom slipping out of his hands. Now, the Bible tells us that uh, in um, John 17, I have given them thy word, and the word uh, have the world have hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And I pray not that. Thou should take them out the world, but that thou shouldest keep them uh, from the evil. So, Lord, you're going to keep us from uh, from the what is present in front of us that may not be in His will. Well, certainly His will is that we are here, and that's why we're listening and talking and about negotiating uh, the and doing the will of the Lord. And so, we know that Abram, Abram. And I like to think that he realized that he had negotiating power. He realized that he had something. First off, the Lord spoke to him and said, get out of, get out of the land that you're in. And so now you have this individual that is obeying 
what the Lord has spoken to him, what the Lord has said, get out the land. And so he moved, he moved from where he was to where uh, he thought God wanted him to be in that moment. Obedience. The Lord spoke to Abram and said, look, I am, I'm going to, I'm going to bless your seed. And you're going to, you're going to have, um, uh, you're going to receive and, and have this entire land. Everything that you see, man, you, you're going to, uh, you're going to obtain this. You're going to obtain this. And so he has this expectation. And then the Lord tells him again, uh, speaks to him and, and talks to him about a promise that, that I'm going to, I'm going to give you. I mean, there's something here that I want to, I want you to look out and look at the stars and look at the the sand of the, the 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 of the sea and you know if you can number those things. I want you to know that that I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to you'll see. You see who's going to have this. Well, the day came that the Lord spoke to him and, and again and said, I'm your exceeding and great reward. I'm your exceeding and great reward. I got you. I've got your back. I have you. I have your hand. I'm carrying you. And man, everything that you see and everything that you want is in me. I'm going to protect you. And I'm going to reward you. I don't want you to look at and to other people as being greater than I am. I'm it. It starts with me. It ends with me. I want you to understand that people of God understand that it starts with him. It ends with him. Now, that's that's verse one of that 15 chapter. And Abram said, Lord. I've got his attention. He's talking to me. While God is talking to you, you have his attention. And there's a time that, that he may want you to just listen. And so you will just listen and you won't talk. There are other times that he will speak. And there's an opportunity for you to say something as well. Remember, Moses said, Lord said, the Lord said to Moses, uh, you found uh, you found grace in my sight and, and I know thee by name and he said and Moses he said I beseech thee show me thy glory I, I want to see you and we've been talking all this time and I, I want to see you. I want to see you well Abram um, predates and so he's like Lord the Lord is talking with him and he said, will, will you give me? You see that I don't have a child. Hey, Lord, Sarah is barren. And, and the Bible talks about this at the last chapter, uh, the last few verses there in the 11th chapter and, and points out that Sarah was, was barren. She didn't have a child. And this was his desire. Lord, the, 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 the one that would inherit all that I have it, if something happened to me and Sarah is Eliza of Damascus and, and he's one of my servants, but he's not of my own loin. He's not of my flesh. 
I really want to give this to my son. I really want to leave this inheritance to someone that is part of, is, is my blood. And so he, he begins to talk to the Lord. He talks back to him. Now, you might have a dream. And in your dream that, that you have, the Lord may be dealing with you about, about something. Now, if the Lord is dealing with you about your behavior, that's not a time to negotiate. If he's dealing with you about your attitude, that's, that's not a time to negotiate. Look at, look, at, look at Abel and Cain. He was dealing with Cain about his attitude. That was not a time for Cain to negotiate. All Cain could do is to do what was right. If he do well, he'll be accepted. Now, in your acceptance, as you are accepted, then you have negotiation power. But if you're not being accepted, you, you don't have the same level. You don't have the same level. Now, let's let's go back to Cain for a moment there, because Cain acted up and we know Cain did what he should not have done, uh, acted very dysfunctional. And the Lord uh, was going to chasten him and said that you're going to be a vagabond. You're going to be uh, something and, and people are going to beat up on you. And uh, I'm paraphrasing it. And, and Cain said, Lord, you know, my punishment is too great. So Cain had a presence of mind. He knew that he could talk to God. He knew that he could. And he negotiated some mercy. Where he was not consumed and God marked Cain that 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 he should not be overwhelmed in an instance and lose his life like that. Hmm. Something to think about. Well, if Cain could negotiate. If he could talk to God, if he had that presence of mind, and, and there are others that are walking around right now that are not in the will of God, that will tell you, man, I talked to God and God has blessed me. And when some of you will say, well, no, he didn't because you're not in the will of God. You're not like me. Well, I want you to think about Cain. But I want you to also to think about that if they are walking with that much presence of mind, then what about you? children of light. What about you living in holiness and obedience unto the Lord? How much more influence do you have with the Lord that you don't realize, that you don't want to, that you don't recognize? All right, well, we're not going to stay there. We're staying there, but we're not, I'm not going to keep talking about that. But I want you to get that. I want you to get that and I want you to walk in that favor. I don't want you to walk around talking about I'm highly favored. Uh, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. I want you to live that without saying it. I want you to live it. You, you don't have to keep Now, if you need to keep saying it to yourself, you, if you need to write it down and put it on your refrigerator and put it on the dashboard of your car and all that until you really get it, until you really get it, then do that. But in your heart, if you put that in your heart and know that, that I am blessed. I'm blessed even on my worst day. I'm blessed when I stomp my toe. I'm blessed when tears is flowing out of my eyes. I'm blessed when I feel overwhelmed. I'm blessed when I don't understand. I am blessed when the odds are against me. I'm yet blessed. 
I'm yet highly favored. And even on my first day, I am still a threat to the enemy. On my worst day, I'm still going to bring my flesh into subjection, into obedience. I'm still going to bring every thought and everything that would exalt it, that would exalt itself against God. I'm going to bring it into subjection. I was in a business meeting, a training session this week, and uh, someone said something that was very um, uh, not good. Some people was offended um, in the meeting. And it, it, it kind of forced me to use my big boy voice and and push back a little. And they they don't usually hear me do nothing like that to become firm in my tone. And and especially when I use the phrase, man, I told you. And so I was speaking to someone in another management position as they were acting out. And. Uh, the trainer in that session said, man, he said, you're so calm and laid back and you, I could see that you were you were pushed to a certain place uh, where you had to take a stand. And and I was telling them, I said, you know, there, there's when you come in or as you get up in the morning, you don't know what challenges you're going to meet, but you can start your day by meditating on the Lord, meditating on his word, you know, and so it makes a difference that you have something to fall back on when you're pushed and when you're challenged and, you know, and, um, and as long as you maintain uh, your integrity. Now, maintaining integrity is an important key of negotiating with the Lord. You don't have to go and apologize for your actions when you stand in integrity. Now, I don't mean that you don't want that you don't blow up, blew up, you know, you done went all out. <laughs> no, when you stand in integrity and others can see that you're that you've maintained that integrity. You know, so integrity is a, a play a key part. Thank you, Jesus. It plays a key part of what we do. So having integrity coupled with holiness is going to get you where you want to go. It's going to get you there. And so with that being said, let's let's be people of integrity. Job was a man of integrity. And the Bible said that he eschewed evil. He hated evil. And my godmother, my godfather, God bless them. They taught me well. They taught me well enough. And one of the things that my, my pastor, one of the things that she used to say, is or taught us early on is to learn to love good and hate evil. Now, I believe you'll find that in the book of Amos. You have to learn how to love the, the right principles and do what is right. And, and then it becomes your part of your, your it becomes your, your habit. It becomes your character. It becomes who you are compared to the opposite of that. Abram spoke to the Lord, Lord, you're talking to me. And this is the desires of my heart. You see that I don't have a child. You see me childless and you know the desires of my heart. And you you haven't given me a seed. Even though you've told me that you're going to, but it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. 
He's talking to the Lord. We'll have to come back and talk about what takes place. And I know you know in your mind, but 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 bear with me on my folly and as I'm enjoying learning about the Lord. I think you're you're enjoying learning about him too. And so you want to find yourself in the place where God wants you to be. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Lord God, thank you for your word this evening. Lord God, this short exhortation about listening, hearing your voice and negotiating. Lord Jesus, at the time, speaking to you about the things that are most concerning in our heart. Lord, we thank you. I ask that you would continue to bless us, Lord God. Help us to live according to thy will. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord God, continue to, to remember those, Lord God, that are present, those that are not. Lord Jesus, ask that you would bless, Lord Jesus, according to your will. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you, Lord God, for those that are that will be listening later as they go to work. Those that will be listening as they go, Lord Jesus, to school. Lord God, or maybe they're preparing for service or even just to go to bed. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.